This is a variety show with no particular niche. Baby, it's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff. Maybe we'll learn something new. But it's always about hanging out, me and you. Welcome back to That Thing with James. I'm your host, James. Bling! Twinkle, sparkle, la 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 la. I am recording this on Sunday, September 11th, 2022. It is currently 1.03 p.m. Central Time Zone, United States of God, America. Yes, September 11th. That's not what this episode is about, but right before I recorded, I, I, I realized, I looked at the date and I'm like, oh yeah, it's September 11th. And I just wanted to reminisce for a second. I remember when it happened in 2001. I remember where I was. I remember how I found out. I was in junior high. Uh, it might have been seventh or eighth grade. I forget which it was. Uh, let's see. I graduated in 06 and this is still first semester. So it's September's first semester. Second semester comes after Christmas or oh, sorry, uh, winter break. <laughs> but in, in Oklahoma, it's Christmas break. They call it that because, you know, you know, they've fucking pray around the fucking flagpole here and at school. Anyway, um, so let's see. I graduated high school in 06. So let's say 02. So that's, uh, yeah, I might have been eighth grade. I think it might have been eighth grade. And I remember what class I was in. And I think it was the first class of the day. It must have been. And a very small town in Oklahoma, very small school, middle school. And I came to class and I think I remember this particular teacher's name. Um, she was not the most patient or nice of people. I think she probably was in her 20s. Um, she had a resting, certain kind of a resting face. I'm not going to uh, describe it as a certain uh, pejorative word that is often ascribed to this certain type of resting face, but she had that kind of energy, not just when her face was resting, but as uh, in, in her being, uh, she's not the, yeah, not the most kind, seemingly uh, kind or patient person. She certainly was impatient uh, younger teacher. And well, anyway, I get to class and the teacher's not there yet. It's before the bell has rung. I get to class. Most of the students are already there. I take my seat sort of like kind of near the front, sort of off to the right. Closest to the door was always my, you know, what I tried to shoot for. You don't go for the back of the class. You go closest to the door. So you can grab a seat pretty quickly when you get into the classroom. And then when class is over, you can get the fuck out so you can get to your next class or whatever. Um, but I remember I went into my classroom and the TV was on. It was one of those like channel one things. That could be a whole 
I, I don't even know if they still do this like channel one propaganda channel that's, you know, the government provides TVs for all these classrooms to feed you commercials, commercials and propaganda for military, etc., etc. It was a very weird fucking thing. Channel one, channel one news. If you haven't heard of it, look it up. But if you're around my age, I'm 34 now. Uh, you likely know what I'm talking about. And maybe you haven't thought about it in a while. And maybe you're thinking, oh my God, I forgot all about that. But that's beside the point. There was a television in the classroom and I came into the classroom and all the other students were like being loud and rambunctious like usual, you know, being loud and rambunctious. I sit down and take my seat um, and, you know, I've always been sort of like an outsider kind of thing. N not that I was necessarily like ostracized, but I've never really, I wouldn't consider myself as ever having really been a part of any clique throughout my entire life, um, except for when I was in elementary school in New Jersey, I actually did have a little circle of friends and that was heartbreaking to leave behind. And, um, yeah, anyway, um, so I'm in junior high, I take my seat and I look at the TV and the news is on and one of the twin towers in New York city has smoke coming out of it. And there's an airplane and the airplane comes and hits the second tower. And I'm watching this and I look around the classroom. And as I remember it, I believe I might have been the only person watching the TV at the time. Everyone else was being rambunctious, going about their day like usual. I mean, what does that say? What does that say about a culture where you can see a, a horrifically violent act happening on the TV and you, you just going about your average fucking day because that's just life in America, baby. Uh, so the rest of the students in the class were not paying attention to the news at all, but I was paying attention to the news. I saw it. I knew what was happening. I knew that there were planes coming in. Uh, that they were running into the buildings. There were people jumping out of the buildings. There was smoke. The buildings collapsed. And I turn, <laughs> I turn and like, I yell at the rest of the students and say, will you guys please shut up? Do you not see what's happening right now? And just then the teacher walks in because she hears me yelling at the rest of the class trying to get them to shut up. But of course, she doesn't hear what I'm saying. She just hears that I'm yelling. And she tells me, James, shut up. Class, everyone shut up. Something horrible has happened. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I yell at the class to try to get their attention, to help them under, get them to fucking pay attention to what's going on. An adult walks in and screams at me and says, you have no idea what's going on. So that's, that, that was, um, nine 11. And I, you know, I, I figured at the time 
I, like I knew right away we were gonna we were gonna go to war. Like I knew watching that on the TV, I was like, "There's no fucking way we're not going to war." With whom? I, I I don't know. And then the news was all about Iraq and Afghanistan, and, and they always kind of left out the detail about Saudi Arabia, which was a kind of fucking weird. But I didn't know that detail back then all i heard was like iraq and afghanistan but the thing that stuck out to me was iraq and the way i saw it was like oh i fucking know we're going to war and we and that's bad war's bad i don't want that uh and i viewed it as president w george w bush wants to finish off what his dad started with desert storm that's what i thought at the time and then i also knew oil conquest of oil production had something to do like something a lot to do with it as well what i didn't know was that there's so much more to it poppy fields weapons uh private contractors all those other details that I would learn about over the uh, decades following or decade. Yeah. Decades following. But at the time I knew it was, we were going to war. Uh, it had something to do with, uh, ego following through with legacy hubris of the United States. And also it had something a lot to do with oil is what I knew. And I knew that we were not, innocent little babies. This, I, I knew that it was not a, you know, um, I knew there was some provocation on behalf of the United States. I knew that. I don't know. History. I, I pay attention to shit. But anyway, as I mentioned at the top, that's not what this episode is about. This episode is about something else, uh, a, a, a different topic entirely, although granted everything is related to everything, but let's, you know, put that aside just for simplicity's sake and say, I, I had a sort of a loose topic in mind. However, I have two different approaches to it that I, I couldn't decide on. So I, I put, I put the two, um, options in an empty box of minoxidil, one of the reasons I, I have my, my hair and my hairline is more full than it was uh, even when I was graduating college. Um, so I'm going to shake this up because I didn't want to go, you know, grab a hat from my closet. This box was closer. So I'm going to shake this up and uh, we'll see what I choose. What's it going to be? Option A or option B? Let's see. Okay. Okay, I've grabbed one. I'm hoping it's one uh, avenue more so than another, but let's see. Just a second. I got to take a drink of water. Oh, goody. The, uh, it, it, it was the avenue that I hoped it would be. I wrote down journey, journey, because I, I couldn't remember the actual word that I encountered, which was, the word is peregrination, 
peregrination. Peregrination. Uh, it's a, a noun for uh, the definition is a journey, especially a long or meandering one. Uh, used in an example, she kept Aunt Ilsa company on her peregrinations. And so let's see here. So looking in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, peregrinate is a verb. Um, it is to travel, especially on foot. And as a transitive verb, it is to walk or travel over, to traverse. Other words from peregrinate, peregrination is a noun. Um, so let's see here. Did you know? I, I love I love this shit. Did you know? We begin our narrative linguistic travels of peregrinate with Latin word peregrinatus, the principal, the past participle of peregrinari, which means to travel in foreign lands. The verb is derived from the Latin word for foreigner, peregrinus, which was earlier used as an adjective meaning uh, foreign. That term also gave us the words pilgrim and peregrine. Oh, so peregrination, a pilgrimage. And so a is a, a peregrine falcon, a falcon that tends to travel, tends to roam? Maybe. The latter of which once, oh, peregrine, the latter uh, once used to mean alien, but is now used as an adjective meaning tending to wander and as a noun naming a kind of falcon. The peregrine falcon is so named because it was traditionally captured during its first flight or pilgrimage from the nest. Uh, examples of peregrinate in a sentence. Jack's, Jack Kerouac's celebrated novel about penniless free spirits peregrinating the United States or a couple of backpacking college students who decided to spend the summer peregrinating around Ireland. I'll tell you what, I would love to peregrinate around Ireland. I encountered this word while reading book four of the original Dune series, God Emperor Dune by Frank Herbert. And it used the, the, the word popped up, I think maybe four times within two or three pages. So I'm like, uh, maybe Frank just learned that word and was trying to uh, remember it because supposedly when you learn a new word, when you hear it, you want to use it in a sentence at least three times, like speak it in a sentence three times. And that helps you really remember and absorb the meaning. But uh, the, I, I like the, the initial definition that pops up on the search engine that I used, which is a, a journey, often a long and meandering one. Now, why do I bring this up? I'm going to tell you after this quick 
business, oh, you knew it was coming if you've been following this show for a hot minute. Hot damn. Uh, this show is unscripted, so I just, uh, you know, it's all off the cuff. And, uh, you know, oh, this is not the business I intended to get into, but this was something else I wanted to mention too. This show's not scripted. It's all off the cuff. I just work with a, a loose idea and hope it finds its form. This is an essay. Essay. An essay is to try. So I'm trying to bring into a more solid, defined shape this loose idea that I was working with before I hit record. Now, if you enjoy this, and this will probably go on to be a two-parter, I think that's what I'm doing. Um, if you if you like this show, and if you like the other stuff I've been doing, the comedy short videos that I've been making separate from this podcast, uh, and if you, you want to get access to, say, bonus episodes of this show, plus shout-outs, different benefits, maybe even a handwritten letter from yours truly, um, I invite you to support uh, my endeavors, support the show, support my arts by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Yes, it will grant you full access to all bonus episodes. And it will grant you the peace of mind of helping support an independent artiste. Patreon.com slash that thing with James. And to those of you who are already patrons, thank you so much. Uh, your contributions are invaluable. I love you. You rock. Once again, patreon.com slash that thing with James starts at just five dollars. Five dollars. That's it. Patreon.com slash that thing with James. Ooh, four times. Maybe that's soaked in. Now, I mentioned that I have been making comedy shorts separate to this podcast. And indeed, that is true. I've been sharing them on my YouTube channel. So listeners, if you did not know, this podcast, uh, everything you hear in this, it's the same, except you get to see my beautiful face on camera in 2K uh, at, on my YouTube channel, which is That Thing with James. So if you just go to YouTube, go up to the search bar and type in That Thing with James, uh, hit enter and my channel should pop up. Go there, hit the subscribe button, watch videos, like them, share them, Please, all of you, help share the show. If you if you find value and entertainment in this stuff, share it. I implore you. Um, I, I've been posting my my comedy shorts there, and I've also been posting them on a newer TikTok account that I created, which is at ttwj productions all one word which is short for that thing with james productions so yeah once again that's on tiktok at ttwj productions and there you can see the 
um, mini series that I made earlier in the year entitled um, After the Tone. It is a dark psychological comedy horror about an obsessive ex who turns into a clown. And you can also find the ongoing, very short, short series of, um, I wouldn't, <laughs> funny, faux, inspirational series that, of videos that I've been making entitled Minor Tensions by Dick Whistler. And once again, you can find that on TikTok at TTWJ Productions or on my YouTube channel, That Thing with James. And if you're already on social media and you want to go, you know, see some other posts, I am on Twitter and Instagram. My handle on both of those is at James J. Asher. Now, if you want to share some shit posts or other ideas of content you'd like me to cover on this show, you're welcome to post it on my subreddit, r slash that thing with James. And you can also email me. My show email is that thing with James at gmail.com. And once again, if you want to, you're welcome to become a patron at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Now on with this peregrinating episode. So as I mentioned, I encountered this word while reading Dune, uh, God Emperor Dune, just this morning. And I looked it up. It means a long, often meandering journey. And that kind of got me thinking about this, this podcast itself, that I'm still doing it. And I, I, I almost quit and I've talked about it quite a few times already. I'm pretty sure. Actually, I know. I'm not pretty sure. I just know. I've talked about stopping doing this show because uh, the, the nature and the drive behind it has changed completely. So when I started it, it was just a fun thing to do. It was me because I enjoyed podcasts. I just recently had started listening to podcasts and I was like, I want to do that. That seems fun. I want to get involved. And I started doing it. And But very soon, very shortly thereafter, it occurred to me, this could be a useful tool for me to market and brand myself, try to get my face and my name out into the world, out into the internet in hopes of opening doors for me, specifically doors into a room in which I would theoretically, hypothetically, potentially audition for things, preferably TV shows or films. That's what the idea became shortly thereafter. Um, and that was the function that I worked under for a long time. It was, it was both a fun thing to do. Hold on. It was both a fun thing for me to do, to be involved in, and uh, it was also a, a branding 
uh, marketing self-promotion tool. And it's what a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people use podcasts for. That's why there's so many comedian podcasts. That's why there's actor podcasts like, what's his name? John Rosenthal or whatever. Dude who played the Punisher on, I think, Netflix. He's got his own podcast, The Real Ones or whatever. It's all, uh, at the end of the day, it's self-promotion. And, but things changed, right? Um, the pandemic happened and then I ended up leaving Austin and I haven't had, had an audition in a couple years. It's been a couple years. Whereas before I was getting a lot of auditions, like, uh, usually, at least two a month every year. And I would usually get at least one or two gigs, acting gigs in a year for the better part of a decade. And then that suddenly just came to a screeching halt. And now I have over the past year and a half um, since relocating um, away from Austin, Texas, I've been sort of readjusting, sort of uh, peregrinating my way into uh, where I am presently. Um, and not just in terms of where I'm living, but where I'm living inside my head. Just a second, I need some water. I'm back and uh, the plane that was flying overhead has passed. So where am I now? I would say now I am at a peace of mind um, that I lost before, but I'm at an even better peace of mind than I had when I was still living in Austin, when I was still getting auditions and gigs. And after the ice storm, after leaving Austin, after everything fell apart, life just kept going on being chaotic in, in different ways that I won't get into, but it was sort of a incessant trial after trial after trial after trial ad <laughs> almost infinitum. Or is it infinitum? It doesn't fucking matter. Um, meanwhile, I was traveling, journeying, potentially peregrinating through my own grief at the sudden destructive transformation of my life. And, uh, and thus of my identity, um, most more so related into what am I supposed to do now for a living? What am I supposed to do? And I, I you know, I, I, I know I, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do, but I know what I like to do. And that's sort of the peace of mind that I mean when I say I, I've reached a peace of mind now that I feel more 
Maybe I had it before, years ago, but it feels more secure and solid. I've settled into it. I've accepted that maybe I will never know what I'm quote unquote supposed to do. Maybe there's nothing anyone is supposed to do. All I know is that there are certain things that I just like to do. And I happen to be really fucking good at those things. And there are ways of living, you know, lifestyle that uh, there's a certain lifestyle that I like. Um, and I had to go through a lot of, yeah, grief and um, what's the word? Insecurity um, to, you know, sort of figure out what I already knew or rather um, accept what I already knew, not feel so fucking guilty about what I already knew. What comes to mind now, this, this, this thought has been popping in since right before I hit record. I'll just say it. I don't know if I am ever, ever going to get another audition or just a straight up uh, offer to act ever again. All I, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I, over the past year and a half, that's eaten me up a lot. I felt really fucking bad about that. Um, not bad, like as in guilty, just uh, sore, just miserable, upset, sad, disheartened. And still, I don't know if I will ever get those opportunities again, if I will ever again have the privilege to receive such an opportunity. All I know is that I would quite like to get one. That's all I know. I don't know if I'll get it, but I would quite like to. Yes, indeed. And the second thought that was coming to mind is that I feel now, in terms of um, the craft, the exercise, the action of acting, I feel, I believe that I would now be far, far better than I ever have before. And that is because I went through all that fucking grief dark night of the soul, within a dark night of the soul, within a dark night of the soul. Through all that grief and suffering, I have come out the other end like fucking Gandalf the White. I truly believe that I would be so much fucking better than I ever have before, more secure, so on and so forth. And... But the thing is, will I ever get the opportunity again to exercise that except for on my own? 
And because I like doing that stuff, that's why I have started making the, the miniseries and the comedy shorts. Because if work is not going to come to me, then I will make my own work. Because it's what I like to do. It makes me feel good. I derive pleasure and, more importantly, fulfillment from it. I feel content after having done these things. And, or I feel content in the doing of these things. I feel content thinking about these things, knowing that I will execute it and do it. And that's, that's all I know. That's all I know. That's all I can control to a certain degree. Because then chaotic events might just come in and uh, not allow me to even do my own fucking thing. Um, and that has happened again and again and again and again and again. But I keep fucking doing it. Like I, I will slog through the chaos and just get right fucking back to it. Because that's what I want to do. That's it. Uh, and I am so fucking grateful to have the privilege to be able to do that stuff. Um, I'm not wealthy. I'm not wealthy, but I'm not fucking starving. And I've got a roof over my head. So these things I'm very grateful about. And also, speaking of doing things just for the, the pleasure of experiencing some sort of fulfillment, that would be this podcast I mentioned earlier. The whole sort of driving force behind this thing where it started out, it just seemed like something fun, yada, yada. And then very shortly thereafter, it occurred, oh, this is a good marketing tool for myself, a, a uh, self-promotion tool with some potential. I don't know how much potential, but certainly more potential than if I weren't doing it at all. Um, but that kind of went away. It, it, it sort of went away also with the question of, I don't know if I'm ever going to get another audition. I, I get some voice auditions every now and then, which is good. And that's something I want to explore a little bit further, but I'd really love to be on camera. I can do things. I can do things. Um, but the, the, the promotion thing it's not quite so much the driving force anymore. So why am I still doing this podcast? And that's a question I'm going to explore in the second part. Yes, in this week's bonus episode. If you want to go down this road, if you want to join me in this peregrination uh, to uh, potentially, maybe or maybe not, reach some solid point uh, in, in this meandering essay, then become a patron at patreon.com slash that thing with James. And again, if you're already a member, thank you so much. I love you. Um, I hope this was uh, added some sort of value to your day in some way. Uh, 
And I will catch you next time. I love you. Bye.